Here comes the payoff pitch. And Reddick drills this one deep to right field. Jones is going back, and he will watch that one go. Josh Reddick puts a charge into one for his 17th home run of the year. And it's a 1-1 game. And it was a no-doubter right off of the bat. Just a 3-2 baby slider just to get me over slider. And Reddick says, you better not throw that. This is another Astros podcast. Oh, two. Swing and a miss. Got him on a fastball inside. Cole picks up his fourth strikeout. And it's a 1-2-3 inning for Garrett Cole. Two hundred and a third innings for Cole this season. One and two to Marwin. And Marwin lines this one in the left field. Coming in, Stewart will have to play it on the bounce. Mariznick scores. Tucker stops at third. Marwin Gonzalez with an RBI single to make it two to one Astros. He got jammed. Very nicely done. To get that into the left field, every pitch at this stage, you're, you're trying to avoid a single at all costs. Osuna straightens up as he comes set, delivers a 1-1. And that is lined into center field. Marisnik coming in, coming in, headlong dive, and he caught it. And that is the ball game. Jake Marisnik, a headlong diving grab to take away a hit from Nunez and secure the victory for the Astros. Astros win it 2-1. Well, that's how you win 101 games. It's not just one guy. It's not 22 guys. Sometimes it's around 30, 35, but they had the right man in center field tonight with Jake Marisnik coming toward the infield to save this one and put him away. 101 wins. And greetings from Oriole Park at Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland, where today the Houston Astros play a doubleheader against the Baltimore Orioles. Games two and three of this season ending four-game series in Baltimore. Astros took the series opener 2-1 to last night from the Orioles. Garrett Cole gave up a run over six innings. Josh Reddick homered as the Astros have won six of their last seven, and they are 19-5 and in September. Orioles, they have dropped five of their last seven games. Astros, two-time AL West champions, 101-58, and five and a half games ahead of the A's. The Orioles, 46-113. and They are last in the AL East, 60 and a half games behind the first-place Red Sox. Today's pitching matchup is brought to you by DraftKings. Step up to the plate with DraftKings One Day Fantasy Baseball to win big cash prizes. Just download the DraftKings app or head to DraftKings.com and get a free entry with promo code ASTROS. DraftKings, the game inside the game. Well, in game one of today's doubleheader, it will be Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros. And Verlander, his last chance to state his case for some Cy Young votes. Yeah, and he should have uh, a lot of attention coming into this ball game because Blake Snell has a lot less innings this year, and you're talking about a pitcher, 25 quality starts on the season for Verlander, leads the league in strikeouts, and hasn't been able to get the run support as a lot of pitchers in the league, or else he would have a lot more wins. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles is Dylan Bundy. He was their opening day starter this year. Tied for first in the major leagues and losses. Certainly can strike out a lot of guys. The number that really jumps out at you, though, 39 home runs allowed. Yeah, and part of that's the uh, product of Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Very cozy uh, ballpark here. You get the ball up in the air, which he is a fly ball pitcher, by the way. Uh, a lot of balls are going to leave the ballpark. So uh, Bundy's a tough kid. I mean, he's going to anchor this rotation next year again. Uh, but the 
win-loss record is more a product of the Baltimore Orioles really going in a different direction this year. But he posts up, man. He comes out there and, and gives you his best every time out. Certainly does. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Nothing goes better with nine innings of Astros baseball than a cold Carbock beer. And the first pitch of the ball game is a fastball high. So tune into the game and crack open a Love Street Kolsch-style blonde or Hopadillo IPA to root on your Houston Astros. It's game time, so grab a cold locally brewed Carbock. If you're in Houston, Drop by the brewery where we're open seven days a week serving up great food, delicious beer, and plenty of good times. Follow us on social at Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, Houston, Texas. And welcome back to Baltimore. Today's case of the game brought to you by National Car Rental. And, you know, it's always a, a tough position when you're to be in when you're Dylan Bundy. You're the best starter on a bad team. And so you're going to get the most opportunities. I mean, he's taken the ball pretty much every time out. Did miss a little bit of time earlier this year with an ankle injury. And, you know, they're often not going to score runs for you. And your, your numbers are going to suffer a little bit as a result. Yeah, he was a very highly touted prospect. One of the best high school prospects coming out in the last 10, 20 years. There's no doubt about that. And the arm's big. The breaking stuff is really good. And, and to pitch on a, a team like this, it can beat you down from time to time. But he seems very mentally tough, and he wants to be on this Baltimore Oriole team. He wants to reward them for their patience with him because he missed a lot of time, about three years with injuries. Astros with the one-run victory last night. Jake Marisnik making the headlong diving Unreal. grab to end the game uh, with the Orioles had the tying run at second base at the time. And I felt like that play was almost a, a microcosm of both of these teams' seasons. You know, when you're a good team, you find ways to, to win those close ball games. And when you're a team that's struggling, a lot of young players, it, it seems like those games often don't go your way. You know, when you're a good team, too, there, there's some intensity involved. Yeah. And the Astros still trying to uh, get the franchise record and wins two more, and they'll be able to claim that. So, you know, I, I just think the Astros are more on top of their game because they have a lot more in their sights. We'll be back up next with the Coach's Corner as we'll be joined by bench coach Joe Espada. And a little later, we'll hear from Dallas Keuchel, who's slated to start game two of today's doubleheader. But now this from your local station. The Houston Astros Radio Network. Marisnik had long dive. He caught it again. Oh, my goodness. Jake Marisnik. Two diving catches in this inning. That is sick. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. Marisnik saving their bacon this inning. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back, Robert Ford. Joined by Joe Espada, Astros bench coach, and uh, you know, coming over to the Astros, your first year here. Of course, you're with the Yankees the the previous few years, and I mean, you just look at what this team has done. Obviously, you got to see them from afar, from a Yankee uniform, but I imagine you have an even greater appreciation for this group after seeing what they've done this year and being around them every day. No doubt, special group. Um, you know, when you can't beat them, might as well just join them. <laughs> you know, they're uh, they're a talented group, and uh, join them and see the way they play the game, talent, how AJ runs the clubhouse, and how things are put together here all the way from the front office to the staff. It's uh, They do a really good job, and it's a special time. It's a great time to be a Houston Astro. Anybody or anything in particular kind of surprised you with the Astros in terms of what maybe your perception was before you got here versus what you know now? You know what? It's just how good everything is put together like information how it comes down from the office mm -hmm. and it put together by the staff and how we share it with our players and how the players buy into it you combine that with talent and you get yourself a very special team um, 
So um, what I saw from from the other side of the field last year, uh, I'm not surprised by how well uh, this organization put this team together. So I'm just excited to be part of this. And you talk about, obviously, all the information. There's so much advanced metrics and everything that's out there. Uh, and of course, Astro is very analytically driven. What's the key to, you know, you talk about the players buying in. What's the key to, as a coaching staff, getting that information and getting that buy-in from the players and, and getting them to utilize that information in games? You know, it's, it's understanding that uh, players uh, react to it differently. Mm -hmm. So it's important when, you, uh, when you're going to share with them, just know how much you're going to share with them. Um, it's sometimes it's going to take a small tablespoon of it first, mm -hmm. and then you could uh, continue to feed more later in a later date. So um, I think that's the most important thing. Uh, but uh, but it starts with how quality the information is and how mu how valuable it is. And uh, we uh, we uh, put that into play with a talented group of players, and you find yourself uh, in a really good run, uh, in in a really good uh, special time to be to be an Astro. Now, you and A.J. Hinch are next to each other on the bench during games, obviously, and A.J. consults with you. Is it A.J. more asking you, or is it you more suggesting and A.J. weighing some of your suggestions, or is it a little bit of both? You know, it's a little bit of both, but A.J. has a really good idea of what he's doing. He has a really good, uh, you know, knowledge of the team and the kind of team he has, what kind of reaction, you know, what kind of, uh, how much result he could get from, from players. So it's just, uh, at times, he asks for questions, things that he thinks are matchups, uh, ideas of a pinch hit spot here or there. Um, but he, uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, he, uh, we are more of our consult is more probably defensive, uh, defensively mm -hmm. uh, suggestions. And uh, but uh, something that I've always known about AJ is how well prepared he is. Um, he doesn't need much, but uh, anytime he needs something, I make sure that I am prepared to give him the information he needs. Now, it doesn't happen often, but a few times a year, every manager gets ejected, right? It, all, right. it always happens. Yes. And then it's the bench coach is in charge. <laughs> bench coach gets handed the lineup card. In those situations, and obviously every game is different. Some games you have to manage more than others just based on the game situation. But how much do you try to think when you're in those situations, this is what AJ would do here? Or is it more of you're just trying to just figure out how to how to win that game you know I, I just try to stay within their plan mm -hmm. in our series you know I, I make sure that we are thinking ahead that we, I'm not putting into jeopardy our our series plan mm -hmm. like you know pitching we, we we come up in the series with a pitching plan like just make sure that that plan will continue you know my goal is to try to help us win games without jeopardizing our yeah. our players and uh, the rest of the series so it's a balance act um, and my job is to make sure that, yes, we try to win the game, but also our ultimate goal, which is winning the series or winning the championship. And you still have a series left, obviously, here in Baltimore. How much have you started thinking or planning ahead since you know you're going to be facing Cleveland in the division series? A lot. You know, yeah. we already are starting to plan. I'm already starting to look at video information, but also without taking our eyes away from, from Baltimore because we are here to try to win this series. We're trying to win. Uh, we're trying to get these players prepared for a series against the Cleveland Indians. So we are looking ahead, but not that far ahead. Um, but it, like, it's my, my, like my job is to start putting some some things together for AJ and for our next week workouts and um, make sure that these, these guys are ready to go. 
Joe Espada, Astros bench coach. Always good to see you. And, uh, you know, if the Astros hadn't won 100 games I was this year after winning it last year, I was going to be very concerned about you. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. 2019 spring training season tickets are now on sale. For tickets and more information, visit Astros.com slash spring training. And uh, let me tell you, if you haven't been down to the Fit Team ballpark of the Palm Beaches, West Palm Beach, Florida, definitely want to put that on your list. It's a great city, too. Great restaurants. Beautiful area. Great time of year. For tickets and more information, visit Astros.com slash spring training. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Dallas Keigel is my guest today before he pitches for the last time regular season-wise anyway for the Astros. And uh, Dallas, what a year it's been, man. I mean, rotation-wise, I don't think the Astros franchise has seen anything this this good. Is this, this obviously the best rotation you've ever been a part of, right? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And on paper, it it, it had potential to be really, really good. And, yeah, it and has been. What JV's kind of just still done just since he's been here and then Garrett having a, a career year it's been fun just watching everybody pitch and, and that's that's my most favorite part of the game is being able to watch fellow starters do their thing and, and it, it obviously makes my life easier but it makes it it makes it a lot more enjoyable to watch too you know whenever you pitch Dallas and we talk about the pitching matchups I'm always a little bit at a loss for words on, on what you're going to do as far as a pitcher because you have the ability to be a different type of pitcher against a, a different type of hitter, whether you're going to throw more cutters inside or, or things like that. Um, but you're able to navigate with so many different pitches. Have you always had that b ability? Yeah, the, the, feel, the feel part of pitching has always been there for me, and I think that's really kind of what started, jump-started my, my love for it. The other part was is that my bat decreasingly got worse <laughs> as I was as I was growing up. So pitching was <laughs> pitching was my was my lone go-to move. And uh, but I, I've always had a good feel, and I and that's kind of just my God-given talent. Um, velocity is obviously not my strong point, but if you're able to move the ball around yeah. and, and manipulate it, sometimes. Uh, you can look up and, and surprise yourself with seven scoreless or eight scoreless and, yeah. and, a, and a W. All right, word association. I want you to give me one word when I tell you a player on your team's name. Ready? Um, Alex Bregman. Clown. Brian McCann. Clown. Bigger clown. <laughs> George Springer. Biggest clown? Diva. Diva. Very nice. I like that. Okay, Josh Reddick. Redneck. <laughs> um, Justin Verlander. Business. Garrett Cole. Nerd. Nerd? Really? Lance McCullers. Well, I say nerd because he's really smart, so it kind of okay. just goes with it, but. Smart as nerd. Lance McCullers. Swaggy. Swaggy. Yeah. So Manny Petty, swaggy. All right, left field, let's go. Uh, Tony Kemp. Glue. Really? Explain that. He's kind of held our team together this year. I feel like wow. he's kind of the guy that can come off the bench, put the glue on that missing piece to, to hold it together. Evan Gaddis? Bear. Bear. <laughs> you just went straight looks on that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Carlos Correa. Franchise. Really? It's in there, right? I mean, there's no doubt that the ceiling's huge. Yeah, and he's still only 24 years old, so it's just, I mean, 
we got we're really fortunate with him, Bregman, Lance, some of these guys coming up. Yeah. So, Osuna. Right. Osuna is what, 23, 24? Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy how, how, how high a ceilings these guys have with how young they are. Dallas Keuchel. Old. <laughs> Come on, you're 30. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like old for the team, man. It's it's crazy how young these cats are now. But um, I I kind of like I kind of like being the the older voice now. And uh, I'm I'm not old, but I feel old in this clubhouse. Right. All right. Last thing. So we talk about sometimes there's a, there's a few guys that that came out of that mess that happened a few years ago, and it was you, Marlon Gonzalez, Jose Altuve. Uh, is it? Am I missing anybody? No, that's the that's the remaining three from from 2012. Altuve made his debut in 11, but me and Marwin both made our debuts in 12. And you guys ever talk about those days? Well, it's a it's going to be an interesting off season for me and Marwin, yeah. and I'm sure if if the point comes where one of us is gone or both are gone or we're all three back here. Um, there'll be some conversation about uh, getting through the tough times because one of the first things after the other day when we won 100 games was my first two years in the big leagues, we lost 100 games, and potentially my last two years here, we could win 100 games. Yeah. We, so I don't know the last time that happened, but um, it's, it's really special for me to, to be here in this position. Well, it's been a lot of fun. You guys got a long way to go this year, so uh, congratulations and good luck today. Thank you. I appreciate it. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy. No, don't keep her. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. That's ridiculous. Fielding your baseball questions. Dump her. The opinions of Steve Sparks do not reflect the opinions of the Houston Astros Radio Network. The Houston Astros. She doesn't like baseball. That's silly. Radio Network.